Destination Medicine is a collaborative initiative of regional training hubs. With first-hand lessons learned from those who have gone before, this podcast is designed to assist and inspire anyone interested in pursuing a medical career in rural and regional Australia. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Venezuela may seem like a long way from northeast Arnhem Land. And geographically it is, of course. But from his time working as a junior doctor in the Amazon to a six-month adventure in the Northern Territory, which became so much more than that, Associate Professor Marco Brasino discovered common ground in those continents that has driven his career ever since a deep-seated commitment to rural and Indigenous health. These days, Professor Prasino is a rural generalist surgeon based in Nullanby, northeast Arnhem Land. He's much else as well, including Chief Medical Advisor for Northern Territory Health, Director Rural Generalist Pathway for the Northern Territory and Director for the Northern Territory's Postgraduate Medical Council. And he's in private general practice. Now, that's enough to keep anyone busy. It's been a prolific journey in medicine that has crossed continents to reach its final destination so far from home, a destination that has become home now for Marco Brasino. He takes Heather Dawson back to the start of the journey. I'm originally from Venezuela, as you can probably pick up by the accent. I finished medical school in 2000 and did my internship in 2001. So I've been a doctor for just over 20 years. I work in mainly in the cities, but then I had the opportunity to do a stint in the Amazon and work with indigenous people in the Amazon in Venezuela, actually between Venezuela, Colombia and Brazil in a triple border area along the Black River. And that was my first taste of rural medicine and indigenous health. And I have to say, I knew then and there that that was something special. Unfortunately, at the time, I didn't see a career that will allow me to do that for a living and in a sustainable way long term. So I went back to the city in Caracas, where I did my junior years, my residency years, uh, mainly in the surgical field and the emergency field, did a lot of plastic surgery, trauma and orthopedics, general surgery, emergency medicine and trauma. And then I decided to continue my surgical training overseas. And at the time, I chose to go to the UK to do so which was an unusual destination for most Venezuelan doctors. Most of my colleagues were either going to America or heading to Spain. And, and a group of friends of mine went to the UK on a bit of an adventure, and I thought that was a, a nice adventure to follow, so I did. So in 2005, I went to the UK and I did my exams to get my registration there, enter a surgical training program and work there from yeah, 2005 until 2000 and late 2008, so for almost four years, in a variety of surgical specialties, the transplant surgery, colorectal, general surgery, a lot of trauma and orthopedics, and also some emergency medicine. Finished my college exams and started working as a registrar there, and then decided to go to Spain to finish my advanced orthopedic training. But I came to Australia on a six-month adventure to Nulumboy, 13 years ago, and I never looked back. <laughs> well, tell us a bit about the pathway that you've taken after all that to become a rural generalist. 
All right. So I arrived in Nulumboy in 2008 with my wife. We thought well, this is going to be a nice adventure and then we'll travel and then we'll get back to Europe and continue uh, my career in orthopedic surgery. Well, very, very shortly after arriving, I realized that this is what I wanted to do. I just didn't know that this career existed as formally and as, as well-structured as it is. And after a few years of battling with myself about leaving my orthopedic career behind and pursuing my career in rural journalist medicine, I decided to bite the bullet and I joined the training program in 2010 or maybe 2011 with Akram. I receive a lot of recognition of prior learning from my surgical training and my time in East Arnhem. And I fellow in 2013 as a rural journalist surgeon, so an Akron fellow with advanced specialized training in surgery. And yeah, I practice in East Arnhem ever since in a variety of roles. I've been a, a rural GP. I work in the Aboriginal Medical Services. I work in government-run primary healthcare clinics. I work in private general practice. I work in the hospital most of my time here in emergency, in the wards, in the outpatient settings, and in theater. And about five years ago, I jumped to the dark side of medicine, into medical administration. <laughs> and I became the director of medical services of the hospital first, and then the East Arnhem region. And now I have a, an anti-wide sort of managerial or administrative role. So many things, Marco. What's been your most rewarding role, do you think? Look, I think rural medicine is rewarding every day. You are push to the boundaries of your comfort zone on your clinical knowledge and expertise every day because what well, you are it for your patients. Your patients don't have access to all the specialists and all the, um, let's say, diagnostic or therapeutic options that you will have in the city. So we are the ones that are in charge of helping our patients navigate the complex health system 600 kilometers away from the nearest tertiary hospital. And what can we provide locally that is contemporary, that is safe, that is adhering to current standards, but at the same time is patient-centered. And in, in the case of Ossinistanem, that is culturally appropriate and that is respectful of the wishes of, of our patients that come from one of the oldest cultures, if not the oldest culture alive in the world today. So the challenge of having to reinvent, a, you read the standards and you read the latest guideline and it doesn't apply black and white to where we are. And the challenge of having to be innovative and to be adventurous enough to apply the principles underpinning those guidelines or those principles, although using the latest evidence, but then applying in context is fascinating. The other thing that has been fascinating is how do you create a a stable medical workforce in such a remote area? How do we do to attract the doctors to want to come and work in this area and to learn this type of medicine and to stay? Historically, we rely heavily on short-term medical workforce coming and going after a year or year and a half. And building a stable medical workforce has been a, a very fascinating and fulfilling journey. Also bringing rural medicine into the into the modern world in being as accountable as our specialist counterparts in the city are and trying to be at the forefront of evidence-based medicine, yet always adapting that to our context. I found that fascinating and, and very rewarding. Do you think particular personality qualities are advantageous, shall we say, to working in the sorts of areas where you're working? I think it helps to being adventurous. I think it helps to be innovative and creative. I think it helps to be um, 
to know how to rely, to be a good team player, to know or to learn how to rely on how to use your colleagues and the resources at your disposal, because you here need them more than anywhere else. You can do this by yourself. You cannot know it all. And one thing that works beautifully for us here is, is we draw upon each other's strengths and we do that every day. We got colleagues that are very good in a particular area or the colleagues that are good in other areas and we join forces to provide the best care for our patients. So being a team worker, being adventurous, being courageous, not being scared of stepping outside was considered the norm. Obviously always sticking to the principles on the pinning and the standards on the pinning good medical practice. I guess the ability to be in a community member and not secluding yourself, trying to not be a or to remain distant from your patients, if you like. I think you need to be able to manage those pressures of being a very high-profile community member, whether you like it or not, and yet maintaining your professional boundaries and your personal boundaries. That is important, and I have seen many people struggle with that in my time in remote Australia. So, Marco, what advice would you give to junior doctors or medical students who are considering a career as a rural generalist, maybe working as far out as you do? I think what we're trying to do is saying, well, no matter what I say, you need to come and experience it. And what we're trying to do is to build opportunities for people to come and do it. So we have expanded our medical program rotations in East Arnhem from two back in the day to probably six or eight students rotating at any time now. We have in, incorporated intern rotations into our hospital and our primary healthcare rotations. We have expanded our pre-vocational opportunities to offer um, PGY2s, PGY3s and four doctors an opportunity to experience firsthand rural journalist medicine to make an informed decision. And then we have a robust registrar training program in where we can contribute to your training and development, but making the decision into pursuing a career in rural generalist medicine needs to be influenced by mentors and role models in the same fashion that any other career will attract people into it. If you think about what drives people into emergency medicine or surgery or psychiatry, most of the times it's role models, people that inspire them to pursue a career in those fields. So if you don't get exposed to rural generalist medicine, it will be unlikely that you will consider it or factor it in in your matrix when you are at that point of your career, deciding what you want to be when you grow up. Well, can I ask you for the junior doctors that have come and rotated through you, what are the best bits about it, do they say to you? Look, I think it's giving them an exposure to something that they didn't know existed, similar to what I had when I came here. I didn't know that this was a career that I could have considered back in the day. It's a well-governed career, well-structured, well-remunerated, with a clear development pathway, providing evidence-based medicine as part of a system to people that really need it in very challenging conditions. And yet you're not burning out and you're not necessarily giving up on your academic prospectus. I got an academic status with the university and I and that has not stopped me from progressing my interest in, in academia. I have developed a career into the management field and leadership in health and living and working in Ullumboy has not been a barrier to do that. Raising my family in a beautiful community and exposing my kids to a small community life where they know everybody and everyone knows them and they feel safe and part of a broader community and being exposed to an ancient culture and to a beautiful nature is quite a privilege. So I guess it's, it's a combo, if you like. It's not only the medicine, even though the medicine is amazing. <laughs> well, Marco, final question. Any memorable moments in your career that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> 
of many. Look, I, I cannot think of anything in particular, but it's just been having that sensation that, well, it's you or nobody. It can be overwhelming, but at the same time, it's quite... It's quite humbling and it really drives you to be a better doctor. We have had to do things in one of the more remote hospitals in Australia that you wouldn't dream of doing just because there is no alternative. Those patients did not have a choice, but for us to, in partnership with those specialists from afar or specialists that were visiting us at the time, that we embark in going outside the norm in, again, sticking to basic principles and to standards, but being adventurous. There are many examples that I could provide, probably too many for this podcast. Associate Professor Marco Brasino, Senior Rural Generalist Surgeon, and much more. North East Arnhem Land. Regional training hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.